Yeah. It doesn't matter. It does if you count it. Well, I guess so. But anyhow, that's why uh, zip codes have five digits. What about the extension? That was later on. And you don't even need that. That's one of those uh, dumb things. Yeah, it's all dumb. Is it about getting more stamp and postage out of us? I think it is. Yeah, well, they, you know, there's more ink on the envelope, so now it's heavier, and they got to charge us yeah. more. It's the same thing. Yeah, I, um, I was part back in the '90s. I guess I'm squinting because I, yeah, it was the '90s. I was calendar or something. Yeah, well, no, it's that's how I turn that part of my brain on. I squint. Oh, okay. Um, I was put on the committee representing my company. That uh, you remember when they started splitting area codes and doing over what was called an overlay area code and all that stuff. No, like, I mean, yeah, but I I never knew the technical terms. Okay, so like nine oh four originally was like all of Northern Florida. Yeah, three oh five used to be Orlando. Right, and when they were running out of numbers for area codes, you had to you either had to split the area code in half and create a new area code. Or you did what was called an overlay where you just made a, an additional area code that matched the existing. And so you'd have to go to if, excuse me, I was in paging back then. And, you know, if you were a car buyer of numbers, right, you were allowed to vote in these meetings. So I would, it was the dumbest thing. I'd fly around the Southeast. I represented the Southeast for, for page. And I, I knew what my vote was every time. I knew everybody in the meeting because it was the same people from meeting to meeting. And we all had the same vote every, every time, but you'd have to listen to everybody argue, you know, because invariably local people would represent the, the area. And there was, someone would always stand up and go, I can barely remember seven numbers. Now you want me to remember 10? And I'd always raise my hand and I'd go, what area code do you live in now? And they go, 704. I'm like, you know, 10 numbers. Yeah, let's, let's leave it at that. I think you're okay. Um, and then, uh, so we'd always vote for um, what was called an, o an overlay because if you split the area code, generally speaking, the metropolis would get the, um, the old area code, the main, right. you know, like the Every, 904. Yeah. And if you notice, all area codes had either a zero or a one as the second digit, and that was old old stuff for old PBX uh, machines. Computers X and O's. Well, before before there were computers, really, it was more the switch. The original switches could recognize if the second digit was a one or a zero, then it was going to leave that area code because then you were dialing an area code, not a local number. Anyhow, long story short. No, that's cool. I could spend a two hours putting you to bed on uh, area codes. But anyhow, the whole pitch was we need to keep splitting. We need to keep doing this because we're going to run out of numbers. You know, they were projected to run out in 1996 of 10 digit numbers. Here we are in 2023 and we're now really don't need them because, you know, back then you had, a, you had a fax machine, you had a home phone, you had a business phone, you had a pager, you had a cell phone. That was, you had five different numbers. You were, managing for one person and um and you know so we were running out of numbers but so has the has the uh, you're saying the folks that that we've replaced the home phone with a cell number 
Yes, essentially. So, and and, and your the pages, pages are gone. Fax machines are and gone. Fax machines are gone. Because you use email. So there was a there was a fear, but there was a you know kind of a stress factor, like, oh my gosh, we're gonna run out of numbers, and all of a sudden, boom, technology kind of solved the problem. Yes, it did. Same thing with IP addresses. If you know what one of those are. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. IP4, we were supposed to already be out of IP addresses, but... Uh, well, you know, you talk to someone about... You know, this is this falls under the category of nostalgia. Like the fellow that says, oh, you asked me to remember five numbers. I, I remember I was at the library in Orlando one time, and I ran across an old Orlando phone book, and I looked up my parents' phone number, and it had the, like this, you know, CR259. It had letters and then a phone number, a number. Um, and then I remember we were in Orlando. So Orlando was 305 and when they went to the area codes initially, um, and then from say Ocala, Gainesville North into Jacksonville and the panhandle was 904. Um, Tampa, oddly enough, was 813 forever. Still is right. Well, it's, yeah, I think Miami from Orlando South to Miami was 305. Probably at one time. Yeah. Yeah. And then 407 came and 904 inched up further up the the road. Uh, I don't know what they are now. 407, 954. So exciting. I know. And then there was (laughs) 241. And then one, two, three. Well, that was the problem. We were running out of area codes where the middle digit was a zero or one. And, you know, certain okay. ones were, were taken, like 911 you couldn't use or any of those codes. So it really limited the amount of numbers you could use. So well, I don't want to go any further in the subject for the fear that one of us will fall asleep. But I think it's a kind of an – people love nostalgia. Anyway, so people of nostalgia, even though we're on video and you're giving me the hand sign that I don't know what's going on. Apparently, Woody has um, a guest dog in the house. Feral dogs at the house. (laughs) They're chasing deer through the living room. Oh, she met a deer this afternoon. Have they found the deer yet? Yeah, well, the 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 new one did. She the deer was starting. I was walking her around the backyard, and a deer came around the the home next door and was uh, facing facing my uh, facing a dog and a dog simply just didn't know what to make it a deer deer just looks like a large dog yeah it just looks like a large dog i guess it's called blowing we were talking about what the deer does when he stamps his foot it's it's called blowing it's when they get pissed off it's funny because you know know, there's something else called blowing i don't know what it is i think that's a different episode we'll come yeah we'll bring that up a different time yeah sure we will okay all right we're back this is Dave yes. and Woody with We Can Help with Dave and Woody. Say that different ways. But anyway, we have exciting news, folks. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks for staying with us through the area code numbers. Join us next week when we talk about, um, I don't know. The migration of snails. I don't know. Yeah. What well, could be less exciting? Monarchs. Anyway, that's something to watch. But season four, we're kicking off season four with this episode, episode one. And... Did you talk to management? Because they reached out to me. They did not. Don't even lie. Okay. Yes. I'm just trying to feel like one of the important people. Did <laughs> no, but work? I did. I think I did a better job of negotiating this time. I was well, able to. Better than, what was it, a dollar or something we got out of it uh, last time? 0.01%. 1%. 1%. 
Yeah, yeah. This time I negotiated for 100 more basis points. That's another. Per- that's another. <laughs> what did I get? To- <laughs> did I fall for that one? Oh, just I think I'm with Kramer here with the free coffee. Right, right. Yeah. No, they said 100 basis points. I'm like, hell yeah, 100 whole yeah. basis points. Exactly. Like isn't it? Okay. That's such a yeah. That's such a crock. When the. Uh, uh, yeah. All right, don't get into that. We can't do public math here. That won't be good for either one of us, especially with my background. All right, well, I'm glad we got the whole 100 basis points. Um, season four, episode one, and we got a couple things we want to talk about. Some real quick housekeeping as far as where you may find us. If you're watching us tonight on YouTube, you're one of nine people. Well, I don't know who you are. We don't yeah. know who you are, but apparently 10 views last week and one of them was woody and i didn't watch any of them why well, what okay eight people watched us <laughs> <laughs> and it would probably be less from this one uh um, no come on now they gotta we get we need you to subscribe if we can get up over yeah. 100 we get some additional privileges on youtube so we do i thought it was yeah. a thousand thousand lets you live stream 100 lets you load bigger files and things of that nature well so, i got some big files yeah no <laughs> All right, so we're on YouTube, and that is We Can Help with Dave and Woody, of course. And you may find us on X, formerly known as Twitter, and that's at Dave and Woody Pod. Dave and Woody Pod, or We Can Help is the tagline. And then, of course, on Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts, really, except for the Apple products, because... Yeah, we're not going to give them more money. Yeah. It's not fair. Oh, we shouldn't really go into that because there's some people that are Apple fans, and those Apple guys are diehard people. They're they're yes. like, oh, you're you're talking bad about Apple, then we don't want to do any business with you either. And Apple is that way with their, you know, if you want to carry their um, merchandise, they're very very strict. Yeah, well, they got to uh, be protective because. Well, they they their gimmick, if you will, is. Um, quality right i mean they want to ensure their customers have a consistent level of of service no matter if it's itunes or phones or computers um i don't find them very intuitive but uh um, they can charge you a lot yeah and it's they nickel and dime you this is their strategy right uh, and, they don't nickel and dime you they dime you and quarter you is and the problem if you're, if you're listening from home and you have a uh, and Alexa, hmm. you can um, ask Alexa to play an episode of We Can Help with Dave and Woody, and she will spin a recent episode for you. So that's kind of cool. You know, have you ever heard those commercials where they're saying you need to be on voice? We're on voice. Yeah. And we didn't even do anything for it. We're just because yeah. we're, we're googly. Well, she All won't right. play on yours because you're too cheap to buy uh, Amazon no, Music. Will- no, she plays on mine. Alexa, can you play an episode from We Can Help with Dave and Woody? Playing We Can Help with Dave and Woody from iHeartRadio. Resuming oh. playing off the tips, a date with Taylor Swift, and National Bully Awareness Month. Well, there you go. Bye, American. Bye, Murray Chrysler Dodge. Okay, Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa, quiet. stop. One of our big advertisers, Bar American. <laughs> there you uh, go. Oh. How about that? We're famous yeah. people. Look at that. Even Alexa knows who we are. That's amazing. 
Jeez, we're really come a long way, Woody. Yeah. Okay, so let's get going on to something. I don't know what we're talking about. Last week, last week we uh, Woody came up with this this kind of thing about famous people. How well, I had you, met a famous person. You met a famous person. How yeah. how did you package that? What was the 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 confines of the rules? It was a was... cigar smoke. Oh, I mean, what it means if to it count as meeting someone famous. Yeah, just to give a little backstory, you 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 shared a story how you, you were playing golf with a fella. I think it started Wayne with Cashman. Smoking. What's his name? Wayne Cashman. Wayne Cashman of the uh, originally Boston Bruins, right? Yes, exactly. And how so. turns out, small world, that this fella's on the Stanley Cup. And I, I don't want to retell the story. Listen to last week's episode if you want to hear please. it. Please. Yeah. Multiple times because we get more money when you roll yeah, those, please. Those pre-rolls. <laughs> Listen to it in stereo. Yeah, so, and we've got retirements to pay for. But anyway, so um, it started with famous people. And then Woody pushed it back to me. How many famous people have you met, Dave? And I came up with a Michael Caine story, which was entertaining, I thought. Yeah. And I, and then a kind of a bevy of Dolphin, uh, Miami Dolphin athletes. And um, I was kind of stumped. I, I knew I'd met a lot more people. And I don't want to rule that out. But so over the past week, I've been thinking, I said, wait a minute, I got a lot of people I've met. Uh, not so much that I've met, but they've met me. You know, they sought me out. Well, as long as it fits the rule of meeting someone, which briefly is they have to acknowledge your presence. So if you yell at them and they look over at you, that counts. You've met that person. But how do we quantify? I mean, you could like fire off a firecracker and they would look over. That wouldn't count. But I mean, how well, do if we they know acknowledge the... that you were the one who lit the firecracker, that's how that would work. Okay, the, the firecracker, firecracker of course, draws the, you know, I'm attention. just saying, how, how do you... Hey, you, hey, you counts. Yeah, because that's you initially making the sound and they they're going to look at you. They're not going to look where the noise, you know, an alternate noise came from. They're going to look at that. So going to us, going to a stadium and being one of 72,000 people and you yell, hey, you, that doesn't count. No, no, because they're not going to single you out. And it has they have to turn around and acknowledge you just because you're in an opera and in the the quietest portion, you, you yell to the diva. And they, you know, doesn't, if she doesn't acknowledge you, then you don't, it doesn't count. You didn't mean What about the usher who comes to take you out? (laughs) Yes. That would be a Not that he's famous, not that he's famous, but yes, you have met the usher at that point. What seats are those that you sit in at the opera? Do you remember? Luge. The luge. Loge. 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 Yeah. Loogie. (laughs) All right. So I wanted to go back and revisit some of the people I've met. Is that okay? As long as it's entertaining. Well, I'll make it entertaining. I'll make up. I mean, I, I'll one up you every time. I don't think but... so. I got a couple of big hitters. All right. All so right. I'll, I'll go early. I won't tell a story about every one of them. I do have a, I do have a one. I got a couple of good stories, but we'll, we'll go. Let's go with the first one. Ronald Reagan, president Reagan. And Woody was like, no, you never met Ronald Reagan. Yeah, but there's no way you met Ronald Reagan. The truth is, I, I lived in Orlando, just as Woody did for a while, but I actually was born, I was reared in Orlando. And I happened to be out at Epcot one day, and actually two days, the day before he showed up, the Secret Service was out there welding all the manhole covers shut on his parade route. Well, why were you there two days in a row? 
I was there for a, an event. I think I was part of the festivities. I can't remember. You weren't what it was. working or anything. No, I was a kid. I think I, I might have been in a band or something. We might have been in a parade with him or something. Oh. I don't remember. But yeah. I was there two days. I got to see the the Secret Service. Anyway, so in the parade route, if you've ever been to Epcot, there's a circular section around the world. And he, I was standing on the sidewalk, the curb, and his limousine drove by. And I hollered, President Reagan. And I waved, I'm, you know, a formidable size person on the side of the road. And I waved and smiled. And I think the Gipper looked right oh, back there at we me go. and said, Young fella, you're going places. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't even he didn't say anything to me, but he looked at me. He no. looked at me. And Were there people and... around you? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he singled me out. I could see our no, eyes. Connected. I'm not counting this. This is BS. Because everybody was yelling, I'm sure. It wasn't like a quiet, like in a church, and you're like, yay! Yeah, but it was just, don't ruin this. This is everything I've ever lived for. I mean, this is, <laughs> you take this away, I got nothing. <laughs> I, I, I'm, All right. All right. I'm skeptical. I was aiming for this guy. All right. I'll, because see, that's number he, one. as a president, you're just simply waving to everybody. You may have thought I was. I don't want to say that because who knows who's listening. Yeah, if he kissed you was... like a baby, maybe that counts. I don't think he could hold me up. Okay. I don't know if this was pre-shot or after the shot. Is this, uh, was he, that's what I was trying to think of the gentleman's name who, who took uh, the Brady. I said, did Brady get out when you started yelling? Did Brady jump out of the car and jump in front? <laughs> With his wheelchair? That's funny. <laughs> well, make sure, that make you're nice, Dave. You know, we just lost six listeners from YouTube with that joke. The Brady family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. All right. No, I don't, I don't want to go there. And I, I okay. So you're going to take Ronald Reagan for me. That's fine. The Gipper. My Give first president. A, a I quarter wrote point on that. Or something. The first president I voted for. When Carter won, that was really upsetting to my household. All right. So here's a big one. Shania Twain. It's the same what? thing. She's driving by you yell. No, this is legit. Wait, yeah. oh, no, let me guess. You were at the concert and you yelled, no. hey, Shania. I was on the sidewalk, very similar situation, and that big old bus they've got that says Shania all the way down the side. It says, feels like a woman. And I'm like, that's got to be Shania. No, I got a legitimate <laughs> story. Be quiet for a second. So you may have remembered in a previous episode that I owned a little publishing company. And one of I had these little magazines I did called Country Nights. And no, you never called- shared this story. Oh, well, then let me tell you. I told you about the, the Christmas parade I was in with my friend, didn't I? No. Anyway, Country Nights was a little a little newspaper that was a local scene with country music. I don't know why I did these things individual. If I was smart, I would have combined all the genres into one book and had different pages, but I decided to isolate country music. <laughs> you singled out this one yeah. genre and went yeah. after and, it. And the smallest markets, by the way. Anyway, so... Country Country Nights was the name of the magazine. It just so happens in Orlando at the time, part of Church Street Station was this thing called Cheyenne Saloon. And the Cheyenne Saloon was was a Is that where Nickel Beer was? Oh that Nickel was Beer Phineas was across Fox. the street at Phineas and Fox. Phineas Fox, yeah. But Cheyenne Saloon was, if you've ever been there, was an incredible place. The sad state of affairs, it's still there. Yeah, it's sad. It, I've seen it. <laughs> well, and it's just mothballed. I mean, it's yeah. Just, it was it was truly a like it was a, a great movie. hangout. Yeah, so they had a tr- they had a tour. I think it was called Mercury Records, Mercury Trio, 
and and I'm I'm sorry about the third person. I can't remember who it was, but Shania Twain and a young fella. His name was Toby Keith. Oh, that young fella grew up to be Toby Keith. Yeah. So Shania Twain, Toby Keith, and this fella who was kind of like a surfer looking dude. I can't remember his name. Uh, they were on this Mercury Trio. And it was their first record label. And they and Shania was uh, single still. She Her manager was this guy named Mud, who I think later on she became... Mud became her husband. And then, yes, well, I do remember that because the name just sticks yeah. out. So here's the cool thing. As a representative, I was the press, right, with Country Nights. This is how big Orlando was back then. So how'd you pull that off? Uh, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of salesmanship, <laughs> buddy. Um, so no, I got really, a, I, I write for a paper. I got, <laughs> I got an interview slot with Shania and Toby. And so... Uh, I got to be on the bus with Shania before the concert, a couple hours. Oh, this is before the before concert. the concert. Yeah, met her, and I said, "Where are we doing this?" And they said, "Do you mind if we go on the bus that gets me out of the sun uh, in the Florida sun?" I'm like, uh, "Okay." Yeah. Uh, How old are okay. you at this point? Uh, I was in the eighties, uh, eighty, eighty five, eighty six. I want to say. Uh, so this is before you went to UCF. Yeah, before you and I met. Um, yeah. 84, I got back from England. All right. Did I do that before then? I, have, I, I wasn't there. It's somewhere between 82 and... It had no, to be the mid-80s, because I feel like yeah, I did... 85, 86. And I wasn't a thing until I was in college, which started in 85. So probably 85, 86. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember, but it's in that, that wingspan. Um, so we go on the bus. And I've got one of those little micro uh, tape recorders, micro, you know, the little yeah. the small tape recorders. That you used to use in class to get all the notes. Yeah. And so I said, do you mind if we record the interview so I can take good notes to write the article? She has no problem. So anyway, she's in a pair of jeans and a t-shirt. And it's Shania Twain. And we're, well, we're talking. Yeah, I'll put a, a on the YouTube version, I'll, I'll put a picture of Shania Twain. She was a, she was a looker oh. in her day. Yeah, no, she still is. She's gorgeous. Um, yeah. I don't want to get into the whole interview, but it was really kind of cool because she'd given it, you know, you had her bio and uh, she was just super friendly. Just, just right. like a girl next door. She had a really cool story from being up in Canada where she was from and um, just like I'd known her forever. But anyway, so Shania Twain, 45 minutes with Shania Twain. Then I got to meet Toby Keith, but he didn't, he wouldn't go on the bus. He would talk on the sidewalk out front. And so well, it wasn't his bus. Was it? No, they were all on the same bus. It was a trio. They, they traveled. So around. wait a second. Sure. You're on the bus alone with Shania. Well, I think so. I mean, there was some guy with you, a gun. You didn't try to put the moves. You didn't try to put the Dave Theus moves on her. Yeah. That would have gone over really well. <laughs> hey, listen, Let, at least you would have tried. I had no moves. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to think that's your one and only chance. I, I do remember saying something very, um, I think she'll look back on that day. If she's listening, <laughs> if she ever remembers and it, she'll say, you know, that Dave guy was on to something. Cause at the end of the interview, I looked at her and said, you know, Shania, you're going to do well in this business. <laughs> this comes from, what was the name of the paper? Country nights. 
It just comes from a guy who writes for Country Nights. I'm the publisher and not only the publisher, but the owner of Country Nights. Let me tell you, girl, you're going places. <laughs> you're going like to make it big in this world. Blast into the sky. She was like, wow, Dave, you've just made my whole week. I can bank on that, right? You say she was doing so well. She was playing uh, Church Street Station in Orlando. <laughs> Don't even look back. Cheyenne Saloon is going to be so far in the rearview mirror. Uh, anyway, uh, so... So that Cheyenne that Saloon actually, would have been good to hold 500 people, right? Oh, at least. Yeah, it was. Pretty, no, I meant that. I think that was about cap was about 500, wasn't it? I don't know. It was a big, it was a big hall, big place. It was a really cool place. I've actually got the tape interview still late at night. I play it when uh, let's, nobody, uh, back when, when the missus is out, out of town, you, you break out the Shania tapes and put all the pictures <laughs> over the walls. No, anyway. <laughs> So hey, we um, need to play some of that on the show. Dave. You know what? I'll get it out in, in another episode. I'll get some, I'll make sure it's all good. I've got a friend. Yeah, I'll get it. I swear to God, it's the real deal. And so Toby and I are talking now. Toby's a big fella. You know, Toby and I were probably, he might be, I think he played defensive end or something at Oklahoma state. I think at Oklahoma, somewhere in Oklahoma. And so I had a little radio gig I did with a little AM station at the time country nights was like a sponsor of a radio show and so um i didn't ask shania this because i was just so starstruck and dumbfounded i just wanted to just kind of gawk at her and yeah and i mean that, that's tough because she was like i said she was yeah, like but toby and i was i was it was all business you know so he and i are talking he was kind of stiff you know he was um i had to i had to ask a lot of questions he just kind of sat there and he was like eh, i'm not answering that question which is kind of like who he is today which is kind of cool so then I said, hey, Toby, how about a little, what do you call that when they record a um, a drop? Yeah. I said, how about when I'm in Orlando, you listen to Country Nights at W. Listen, you read Country Nights. Well, you couldn't even get read, your own drop correct. You read Country yeah. Nights when I'm in Orlando. But I was in this radio thing down in Kissimmee, Kissimmee, Florida. I had a deal with the radio station. And I said, can you do this and mention the radio station? When, I, when, I'm, okay. in, when I'm in Central Florida, I listen to such yeah. and such radio. And look, he goes, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I go, why not? He goes, well, my, my manager says we, we can't do that because then I isolate you and then someone else in Nashville oh, gets pissed man. off. And and I'm like, I said, manager. you're already in the business, man. You're tainted. Yeah. So there you go. And Toby Keith. I used to record those for, for people. My, I, the, the, you remember a guy named by the name of Kenny Bernstein? Maybe. You, yeah, he's a drag drag racer. He used to race, race, drag race the uh, Budweiser top fuel dragster back in the 90s. So well, I, I had him in studio and I was recording a bunch of drops for the station. So just to set the record, we'll close out on these two. Toby Keith saying, should have been a cowboy. That was his opening, his um, his song. And she's saying, um, I feel like a woman. Feel like a woman. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to run through or the timeline. Oh, here. I was trying to see if I could come up with the, the Mercury Trio, but I'm not getting any hits on that. So you must have to name a, a little off. But Mercury. But she was from Kin Kinagami Lake, Ontario. Yeah. Super sweet gal. Yeah, no, I would imagine so. So really just salt of the earth. Anyway, so let me wrap this up with my famous people. So the music kind of thing, 
as I told you, country nights, and then I got into jazz, and that was called city jazz. And I you got really be... you went from country to jazz. Well, the country was pure commercialism. I figured that was going to make us a bunch of money, and it didn't. Um, neither did the jazz, but it was fun. So you decided to really, really bomb and and move yeah, to jazz. We're going all in on jazz because two percent of the industry, two percent of the market listens to it, and only one percent of that knows <sighs> what the hell it is. Anyway, so Grover Washington Jr. He was a saxophone player. Uh, he's dead now. He was president of the United States as well. I don't think so. It's not the same okay. Grover. Oh, how many um, Grover Washington Grover? Jr. He was actually pretty cool. I, I got to meet him several times up at the Jacksonville Jazz Festival. Got an interview with him, and you know the jazz thing. The jazz cats are pretty cool. You know they could be super famous, and and they're like salt of the earth. They just want to hang out. Stanley Turrentine, another tenor saxophone, old school, straight ahead jazz guy. Um, then I got involved in a concert series in Orlando called the Sunset Serenades. And back in the day, we had a hotel down on International Drive, one of the very first big hotels on International Drive called the Peabody Hotel. The original yeah. oh. Peabody was in Nashville. Right, with the ducks and all with that the stuff. Ducks. Yeah. And so, but they had one in Orlando. And I remember the, that. On the top of the parking garage was the tennis courts. And so what we did is I worked with another fellow. He was he was the big producer. I was just kind of the, the glad hand and the PR guy. Right. But they would clear off the tennis courts, and it was called a Sunset Serenade. And we brought in George Benson. He was... Oh, from the TV show. Were the butler... <laughs> No, oh man, George Benson, the jazz guitarist, played a big old Gibson guitar. You know that. No, no um, clue. Actually, cool story. He's quite a photo photog. He's he's oh, yeah? a, he's a photographer buff, and the guy that was my photographer never used a flash. He used a a, a German camera called a Leica. Well, we're getting some big stuff. Yeah, they're still around. Oh, oh yeah, they're they're super yeah. expensive. Yeah. But he yeah. but he carried like three Leicas with him and no flash. And he was a real artist. Uh, <laughs> All the pictures came out black. <laughs> <laughs> and so when George Benson, uh the, the guy was shooting down front, um, I got a hold of George. We were going back to the suite. He says, Um, you're with the you're with the guy. Uh, I felt kind of a little bit sidestepped, but I I got to to, to do two things. He saw my photographer's Leica around his neck and he goes, that's a Leica. And of course, my guy lit up and I'm like, hey, right. wait a minute. I'm with him. I'm with the guy <laughs> with the camera. And so um, we went back. Look to at George's, my badge. Yeah, we went back to George's suite and. Um, well, we don't want to discuss that part. Of took a lot of pictures. What happened in there? <laughs> I don't remember much. All I know is it was sunset next, and then my psychologist hey, told me just to forget that. Suppress. I was in a cab memories. down on Church Street. I don't know how I got there. Anyway, so um, <laughs> with a camera around my neck and a and a note. And if anyway, anybody has those pictures, <laughs> George, call me George. All I said was I loved the. It was a great night. Call me George. Anyway, um, so George <laughs> George Benson, cool cat, super super cool cat. By the way, the guy who played Benson, it, we it, Robert Guglielme. I don't know. It's easy for you to say. Yeah. Anyhow, you know, you mentioned that you know all these people you meet are are nice and stuff. I generally speaking, 
across the board, that is most people's experience. But, you know, the bad stories come out all the time. And I will say the number one profession that has negative stories surrounding meetups is golfers. Horrible stories I hear. When everybody has a bad a story where they met a real jerk, it's usually a golfer. Huh. And uh, my father being one of those, you remember Davis Love the Third? Yeah, he was kind of a prick. Well, uh, yeah. And so my father was, he was at this golf tournament and he was on a par five. And everybody was laying up their second shots uh, and not going for the green and two. And uh, so, you know, it had been all day. He kind of, my father was just kind of hanging out this whole all day. And he was near the crosswalk where the players walked by. So he was just sitting there. And finally, uh, Davis Love went for the green and two. And he went long and off the back and ended up par on the hole. And um, as Davis Love's walking off the green, my father's like, hey, Davis, thanks for trying. And he goes, I don't play for you. And <laughs> just walked walking. Like, I paid the why ticket. Why was to... it for him to say that? You know, I don't play for you. I don't play, I play for, for you. my wife and kids. You loser! Get off my. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I always and I was not part of this story, but uh, I think it was Curtis Strange. But you know how they have to play so many pro ams uh, per season. Yeah, right. The, the Wednesday. Yeah, they do, and it, it's awful for you them. I'm on. sure. I but... Run around and talk to you people. I met. Yeah. I I hung out with Jack Nicholas for a day. That's a great story. Jack. Nicholson, the actor Nichol- Nicholas. Oh, he's Nicholas. a prick. No. So when I was 16 years old, I was at Boone High School. Say, I told you, bad story, golfer. No, he Keep was going. a prick. He almost made me never want to play the game. But um, Bay Hill was in Orlando, yeah. Yeah. and so I don't know if it was Key Club or Civitan or Interact. You know, between the area code story and your clubs, no, uh, this we're is really... cool though. Listen to this. So. So we could be the standard bearers, those guys that carry yeah. around the the the, the scoring signs. Teams. Yeah. And so um <laughs> this is actually kind of a funny story. <laughs> um I don't know what club it was. Maybe it was football that I got sucked. It was my I, they needed some extra volunteers, so maybe they called on us on the football team. So they gave us a pair of blue shorts, navy shorts, and a blue shirt. You know, everyone had to wear the same thing, so you, you right. blend in. And I I was out there. And my parents were famous for this. It pisses me off to this day. They're dead and gone. But anytime I had an opportunity to go somewhere where it was really famous was going to happen, they're like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to drive you all the way over there. I was at Bay Hill. That's miles away. It's it's at least six miles away, Dave. Come on. I'm going to meet these people. And they're like, no, there's there's better. You could go pull weeds or something. So, um, So I got a ride out. I don't know how I did it, but I got to Bay Hill. It was on a Saturday or Sunday. And so the one guy, it was on Pro-Am Day Thursday, I think it was. I got paired up That's with, Wednesday, is Pro-Am. Wednesday. So I got paired up with uh, not Justin Leonard, but the guy's name was Leonard. He's an older pro uh, way back when. Um, anyway, if you can I'll find look it, it up while you're talking. Yeah. Something Leonard. So I, I got running around with him on Pro-Am Day. He was super nice. Um. Super nice guy. And so the next day was third. What'd you say? Pro-Am was Wednesday? Yeah. Wednesday. First round's on Thursday. So, so the yep. first round. So I get there on Thursday and they're, they're divvying up who everybody gets. 
And they call me and they send me out to the trailer. They didn't tell me who I had. And so they pulled me out of the trailer and said, look, come over here. And I'm like, what's going on? Just who do I have? They said, we're going to put you with Nicholas. And Nicholas. Oh, was, sweet. Yeah. Nicholas was paired with someone else. I'm like, I didn't even know who he was. I'm like, who's this guy? What? And they're like the bear, Jack Nicholas. I'm like, oh, you yeah. didn't know the golden bear, Jack Nicholas. I I've heard of him. And so I saw Lee Trevino that day. I saw, um, the little Rodriguez. Um, Chai Chai Rodriguez. That's not easy for you to say. Chi Chi Rodriguez. Yes. Um, anyway, it's an old so, SNL all joke. Right, listen to this. So th this is back in the day when Nicholas was the stuff, right? Like Tiger yeah. Woods. Well, stuff. he always was the stuff, but yeah. Keep yeah. Going. And so we go around that. He's playing horrible. Okay. He's not having a good day. So do you, do you coach him up? Hold on. Like, say so, hey, you're casting. So, so we go back around the back where most of the people don't follow us around. And we're on this, on this green, okay? And he's got to shoot this, this. He's got to hit this for par. And he's got it all lined up. It's a pretty long putt. He's got it all lined up. Everyone's holding the quiet signs up. And this little kid, like five, six years old, is in the gallery and he says something to his mom, you know, he kind of looks up like, hey, is, he, is he ever going to hit the ball? Or, you know, I don't know what he does. <laughs> and so Nicholas pulls off the putt and just glares at this kid, like, shut the hell up. He didn't say anything. I guess he didn't have to say anything, but he just pulls away from the putt, stares at the kid. And everyone in the gallery was like going to beat this eight, six year old <laughs> kid up. They're like, shut up. This is the bear, you know. You're right. Well, it's a guy. I mean, just in general, you got to be quiet. You don't bring a six-year-old kid to well, the I know, golf but, match. But but as soon as he did that, I was like, "What an asshole!" You know. And so, I didn't know much about the game. I'd never played. I was a football player at the time, and I thought it was kind of for pussies, you know. So I did. So I didn't want to play it. Um. So he he screws up. He goes two over, and now he's instead of being two under, he's four over. So I turned the corner with him and we had to walk, you know, 20 paces behind him. God, hey, does anybody have a bigger number for Nicholas for this sign? <laughs> yeah, I'm out of cards. You got any extra cards? So I'm coming around the corner and these people start yelling at me. They're like, there's no way you you're an idiot kid. You can't add. That's not right. What? Like, yeah. They're yelling at me because he's four over and they're thinking I'm, they're thinking he's four under and, and I'm showing on the scorecard. He's four over. Right. And people were literally coming up to me and insulting me that that can't be. And I remember looking at him going, shut the hell up. He's, he sucks. He was yelling at that kid back <laughs> he there. Sucks. He two putted <laughs> over. He's four over. Suck it. You know, he's horrible. <laughs> and so uh, he was just a jerk the whole time. He but was he a jerk to off. you particularly? I just think his. All right, air. Uh, this whole round of golf, can you count Nicholas as someone you've met? Oh, definitely. Did he yeah. he acknowledged your presence. We had to shake oh, yeah. your hand, right? Yeah, we 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 spoke, okay. and he shook my right. hand. I did. I didn't. I I mean, I knew who he was, but I didn't know this guy was like walked on water guy. You know, I I I didn't follow yeah, the yeah. game. It was it was horrible to watch on TV. I couldn't stand it. Right. Um, yeah, I didn't like it as a kid at all. I never understood. It got in, it cut in, it got into Disney's Wonderful World, uh, Wonderful World of Disney. It always cut into that cuz some a-hole would tie it up on the 18th hole and it'd go into extra holes and my dad would like, you know, there's one TV in the house. Now, I did like I knew Lee I knew who Lee Trevino was and I knew who Chichi Rodriguez was because they were showmen. 
Yeah, yeah. but Chi Chi was he he uh, he uh, kind of was rude to one of my friends. Chi Chi was he was only friendly to kids. That was the, he he wouldn't he wasn't very nice to adults. So he was a little fellow. He was yeah. really small. I well, he talks met... about okay, I was poor. I was poor. I played on dirt. Okay, we get it. You're yeah. rich now. Let's move on. I did. You I know? did actually hit balls with Trevino in college over at Winter Park. He was there shagging balls. He was with his son-in-law or daughter-in-law or something at their house, and he was hitting balls. He was much older, obviously. And mm -hmm. I'm I'm walking there. I'm like, is that Lee Trevino? And we walked over and talked to him. Yeah. Uh, he was pretty nice. cool. He was actually really cool. I mean, he yeah. was the kind of guy. That, and and that part of the game, I feel like we miss because those guys talk to the to the gallery. Well, uh, you know, you, you talked about Bay Hill. I actually met in, in, in well, I'll tell the real brief story, Arnold Palmer. Hmm. Yeah, I got a great story there, too. But we were back when I was in college, we would go to the Bay Hill Invitational. And of course, you know, Arnie, that was his course and his tournament and, and all that good stuff. So we actually, it was general admission behind the 18th green in the stands right. back there. So we would, what we would do, we'd get there first thing in the morning and we'd get, there was probably five or six of us would go every year. And two of us would always stay in the grandstand and save the seats while others went around the course and walked. And that way we always had front row seats for the, you know, the final hole when the last pairing was coming up to win the tournament. And uh, so Arnie came out and was standing in front of the grandstands because the last group was coming down the fairway and he wanted to be out there to shake their hands and congratulate them to win and stuff. And the group in front of the final group was on the green and Arnie came out in front of me and needless to say, I might've had a beer or two at this point in time in the day. You know, and it was a good nine hours after we got there in the morning and I was going, Arnie, Arnie, trying to, you know, and when you've had a few, you're not quiet at all. Right. And I'm going, Arnie, you know, like trying to get his attention. This is before the waste management 16th hole. Right. 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 Yeah, definitely. And so this group's on the green putting like Nicholas was or whatever. And I'm in the background going, Arnie, <laughs> you're trying to get his attention. And being the nice man he is, he turned around. He's nice. He, he turns around and he goes, shh. So I got shush by uh, Arnold. You should have grabbed your throat and says, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, uh, that's how I met Arnold Palmer. Uh, he shushed me at his own tournament. So we had a fraternity was... brother that actually worked for him. I, I, uh... Oh, really? If I had known that, I would have. I, think I, I don't know this for. I think Palvasek worked for our Palmer management mm -hmm. in the end. Uh, okay. He was actually a client of ours um, through a designer. He had an office out at Bay Hill, mm -hmm. of course, but in his office, the floor was leather. Had this cool little sign that says, No spikes, please. Yeah. Okay. The entire floor of his office was leather tiles. Leather tiles. Okay. Yeah. They were, I mean, still odd, but okay. No, it makes it was, it was more odd. sense than just a sheet of leather. Yeah. No, it was leather tiles. And um, I can't remember what we sold him a desk or something like that, but um, I got to meet him there. And then when I, but before that, I worked at Sneaky Feet in the factory at Le Mans in 1982, I think it was. And it was one of those discount auto um, 
factory auto parts outlet stores, places. Yeah. Factory outlet places. Oh, factory outlet. And okay. I was at the cash register, and he showed up with a pair of sweats and some Nikes or something. For his Arnold kids. Palmer was at the outlet. I mall? swear to God, I swear to God. And back in the day when we had the charge card with the this, yeah, uh, the big metal slider made an imprint on the. So paper. he he we put the carbon thing down. He came to mm -hmm. my register. I said, Mr. Palmer, and he's like, hey, how you doing? He was really super nice. He's super yeah, he nice. always was. Yeah, it was never a bad story about him. So he signed the credit card slip, and I gave him his receipt, and I'm like, I'm taking this. And so I kept the 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 credit card, the yellow copy or whatever it was. I got fired later on for doing that, but <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried to use it. I tried to use yeah, the number like, to buy it. Who knew? <laughs> Nine, the what, what was the old, speaking of area codes, what was the area code for those uh, – sex lines or whatever what was it they were like uh yeah 900, they had a, 900 numbers yes yeah where you would build you know for every minute you you call <laughs> you had arnold palmer's credit card <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> yeah okay hey, yeah so um he was a really nice guy um yeah well let me redeem jack nicholas because he actually did something very nice for a friend of mine uh, one time I lived in West Palm Beach. Uh, I was in radio yeah, right. and um, the admin at our uh, radio station, her husband was a, I wouldn't say golf pro, but he, he was a assistant pro maybe or something like that at a golf course down there, Aberdeen, if I remember right. And he knew someone, you know, Nicholas famously didn't have a steady caddy on his bag right he just used his sons most of the time the speed to story up he so the admin's husband knew some one of the caddies that was used before anyhow nicholas needed a caddy for the british open and so you got he, you were, you were on the bag no i wish oh, well, i would have told that story off i would have told that story 30 seconds into our first episode dave <laughs> If that, if that was the case, get some legitimacy to me. No, so he ended up on Nicholas's bag for the, one of the British Opens. And his wife, the admin at the radio station, was British. And so he, he, Nicholas you know, basically says, hey, be at the airport. This is back when you know Nicholas was one of the first to have a private jet. And all that he says, be at the you know, be at the airport, blah, blah, blah. And so he asked Nicholas, he said, hey, by the way, my wife's from britain and it's our anniversary um can she you know i'll buy her a ticket can she you know stay with me at the golf course and he goes no nah, bring her on the airplane so he got him and her and her husband got the ride with the uh, nicholas's from west palm beach to uh, britain and back on a private jet wow so there you go so he was a nice guy you he know, just called he him on a bad day yeah he might have had a bad i i got to meet his, his original caddy was angelo um the guy with the big bullet woolly white hair kind of thing oh, yeah. um but the, but then he and angelo had a big falling out i think i think angelo caddied for tiger early on no that was um shoot uh he was a bit comedic uh big he had a big the big mustache and yeah that's stuff. him that's not his name you looking it up ask hey ask our assistant who was tiger's first caddy yeah Alexa, who was Tiger Woods' first caddy? From GetBuzz.com, Tiger's first caddy was Mike Fluff Cowan, who Fluff. worked with Woods from 1996 to 1999. Fluff, you're right. There you go. 
Alexa, did Fluff ever caddy for Nicholas? Hmm. I, I didn't know, know that. that. Yeah, come on, Dave. You'd be more Hold vague. On. Hold on. <laughs> She's supposed to be the infinite <laughs> wisdom. Alexa, who caddied for Jack Nicholas after Angelo? From wikipedia.org. For most of his professional career, Nicholas employed Angelo Urgea as his caddy. There you go. See? Yeah, Not the same out. person. So don't even try that one. Well, they look similar. Because Fluff was uh, Fluff caddied. I can picture him. He was a real funny guy on tour. Um, Hold on. Anyhow. Alexa, who did Fluff caddy for first? From no wealthygorilla.com. Furix caddy, Mike Fluff Cowan, was previously the caddy for the world-famous golfer Tiger Woods. Did that answer your question? Jacobson. It was Jacobson before that. All right. Okay. And I don't remember his first name. So, Johnny. Jake. No. Jacob. Hey, listen, are you done uh, right. telling us your famous people stories? Because well, I got a real, Winton, I got a real. Winton um, Marsalis, but. Yeah, I can trumpeter. save it for another day. Why don't we save that yeah, for another day? I just felt no, like I wanted to capture them all. I, I have so right, many that I could top you with. It's not even funny, but I, I got a serious item. We need. I need some uh, some help with. Speaking of, before I dive into that, listen, people. The whole idea of the show. If you don't want to listen listen to us go on about how exciting our lives were, you know, voting on area codes and stuff. <laughs> send us some information you would like to know about or some help with. I mean, we're two old farts um, that have uh, helped people in the past uh, with the uh, issues they're dealing with, or. Dave uh, helped develop businesses for people. So if you have any questions like that, feel free to email us at uh, Dave and Woody podcast at gmail.com. And uh, I'll keep your name. You know, we'll give you anonymity. Oh, I can't say that again. Um, That's a uh, sea urchin, isn't it? Right. But that'll, that'll, uh, yeah, anonymity. Um, but, you know, the, the idea is that we're, we're here to help people, hence that we can help. So please send us something. And, and Dave, I need your help on something. Um, okay. I've been dealing with a medical issue now for almost two years. It's going on two years. And uh, I have to decide at this point in time, the end of the year is coming up. And, uh, you know, I've used the deductible up. The doctor has told me the only way I can cure this is uh, with surgery. Rhinoplasty. <laughs> Thanks. Give me a little, little more um, self-aware of my large snobs. You said it last time. Did you? I'm not turning sideways. Telling you right now, people. Okay, go ahead. Jimmy Duranta. Duranta. What was his name? I don't know. Stay with this. Stay with All the right. program. The problem is mm, that this, this feels like a setup. Well, it it kind of is, and it's not. And I, I talked to my doctor about this. It's Next question is going to be, well, what's the problem, right? And it it requires surgery. And the problem is, it's it's called tennis elbow, hmm. and that's pretty lame, right? Do you play tennis? I, I didn't even get it from tennis. No, um, I play pickleball. That's not tennis. No, and I, I you know I won the Eddie High, Eddie Hillside tournament circa nineteen seventy six. Dave, tennis. I was going to say they didn't have pickleball back then. No, they didn't, but they had tennis courts, and uh, I'll, I'll avail you with that story. Someday. Do you really have tennis elbow? Yes, I do, and that's the problem. Is people are like, oh, what do you need surgery for? And you're like, tennis elbow. They're like, what? 
Like it's such a is lame it the, name. Is it Bobby John surgery or <laughs> well, it... no, that's your shoulder. Tommy John surgery. That's no, your Bobby shoulder. Bobby John's is different. That's the uh, the <laughs> okay. So Tommy anyhow, right, uh, it it needs it needs a better name. Is what I was talking about. Oh, Dr. tennis Rath. elbow. Then tennis elbow, and I don't don't go down in the gutter and say uh, uh, jerk no, off not, elbow. No, 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 you were going jerk off elbow. No, I, I well. You've done that, but I—that's I, not me that said that. I'm a very much a professional. Yeah, yeah. Only when it counts, right? Not when the microphone's turned off, apparently. But uh, so anyhow, I was trying to come up with a better name, like machine gun elbow, or or more sh- more more masculine, or more yes, more something that sounds. I mean, you go in for heart surgery, you know, uh, uh, it, the people are like, oh my god, house. you know, you say tennis elbow, everybody's like, so what? You you, you need a doctor for that? Quit playing tennis. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's just a lame name for a uh, injury. So, but, uh, hold on, let's deconstruct this. Is is it like tendonitis? I can't yes. remember. So, is it a reattachment surgery? Something's off your bone. No, or what something? they do, it, it, what? It, and, and I'm not a doctor. I stayed in the Holiday Inn, but nonetheless, apparently, it doesn't. It, when you injure it, it's like gets a, a like a scar tissue in it, and the blood flow it gets minimal blood flow, and that's what makes it hurt. Is it just not, it's like it doesn't carpal heal. tunnel, but it's up that further up. Right. And it, it doesn't heal. So what you do is you, you do physical therapy, which I've done. Uh, I got a cortisone you that, shot. You were that thing. Way yeah. Up there. It, it, I never felt like it did anything. You put pressure on that tendon yeah. and it's supposed to, you know, increase its blood flow and stuff. So basically to get rid of, rid of it, um, he, they drill holes in it to increase the blood flow in the area you know it and so that'll nine times out of ten that'll, that'll fix it they also do uh stem cell stuff too but that's not covered by insurance so is that where I, like you're like you're like a lizard and you grow another arm yeah I, apparently i don't you know like i said i i'm not a medical professional so you know if i'm gonna go ahead and get surgery on this i need a better name for tennis elbow and and i'm not gonna give you the the um let me look it up what we're talking about. I can't even tell you what the. Uh... Well, you want to make sure it gets covered by insurance. So you, I know what you're saying. So you're not going to want to go out and recreate some new name. And then your insurance agency or your company is going to go, well, we don't cover that. Yeah, because no, it's no, called no. lateral epicondylitis is the Latin name or whatever. I, I'm not going to. That's, no one's going to know what that is, right? Well, the doctors that are listening will know what it is. Even I, I probably did not. So I was thinking and maybe like, the new nurse, we have a new nurse that might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe karate chop elbow. Uh, the karate is kind of like tennis. Really? Because I'm think, thinking how... karate kid, you know, the, the Lotus, what did he do? The, uh, what was that movie did? The crane move or whatever. The crane. Yeah. Sweep, yeah. sweep the leg. Well, that Johnny Johnny swept his leg, and that's why he had to come back and do that move. Oh man, I feel bad that we don't know that. That we should know that for sure. Ralph how about um, yeah? How about pimp hand elbow? You know, I don't know if I can help on this one, Woody. I'm not a, I'm not a no. rename surgical procedure injury. Shotgun guy. arm? How's that sound? Shotgun. That's shotgun me. arm. What about right, AR fifteen but- arm? Right down, Rio could be. I'm not a gun person, so that you know, I'm not, I don't like promoting guns, but uh, you know, hey, if it makes the injury sound better, why not? More Um, mainly, death nail. I was thinking, 
I got a case of death nail. I say Come you on. try that out in the office just to kind of see what kind of response you get. Go in, go into the water cooler going, oh, man, this death nail is killing me. <laughs> I got to go, what are you talking about? I got to oh, get you know. surgery for my death nail. Yeah, I've been putting it off for a couple of years. There's no way around it. The doc says I got to get it done. What are you talking about? Death nail. I won't tell you. I'll tell you real quickly. I, I got it when she was in the mouse on my desk. Is what I did. Is this what the tennis elbows from? Yes, dude. I'm on. I'm on to something like that. That's my. Um, I had a. I had two weeks where I was putting in these twelve hour days, yeah. and I had to. There was a form I had to fill out. Um, I had to do about two hundred of them, and uh, for I got the a, solve. I I did. I did mine's holistic. I got the go ahead. I got the solve. And so I was going around, and by the end of the day, my hands were, you know, all gnarled yeah. up, and my arm was sore. I'm like, ah, it'll go away when I'm done with this project. Well, it, the fingers did, but the elbow to this day, so it's just a nagging injury. It doesn't, I, I, you know, it doesn't keep me from doing anything. I still play pickleball and stuff of that nature. So I, I, I did it. You know, my wife broke a collarbone at the beginning of 2023, and so we used up our deductible quite quickly. So my thought was. If I'm going to do this, do it this year since I don't have to pay as much. But it's still going to cost a couple grand. And I'm like, forget it. It's not It's not that that, you know, that the, um Collarbone's an interesting story. It only takes two pounds per square inch to break it. It's crazy. Well, she landed on it playing pickleball. And uh, I didn't push her. I wasn't there. So don't uh, even go down that road. So there's. I looked it up on um, Mayo Clinic. You look up carpal tunnel. Let's start with carpal tunnel and they have a stretching ex no, it was stretching exercises for people keyboarding. High, yes. high ergonomic stretching exercises for high intense keyboarding. And it's where intense you take keyboarding. You take your I don't know, I can't do it, but you Yeah, uh, you, you bend your wrist down. Yeah. Hold you your arm that. straight. Yeah. And then, and then up. you do it up. Yeah. I did yeah. I've been doing that and it's it's healed it. Yeah. I, mine, I do it every morning just as, and then the other thing is you can't do so our YouTube listeners. You put a lot of pressure on that tendon and push up towards the elbow. Yeah. And you can also put your two fingers right there and give it some, a, a lot of pressure and rubbing all that's just stimulating blood flow to that, that yeah. portion of the tendon. So. so you're still, you still got the doctor says the only thing that's going to solve it is the operation. Yeah. Because I've done, you know, the physical therapy and, uh, and rest <laughs> ice all that stuff and it just won't go away so if you like zip codes or area codes again um we started you know, started strong <laughs> i don't know what to tell you woody i i, I don't like surgery so cut it uh, off cut the whole arm off well that's probably an easier solution cheaper for sure right get a job at Publix and work in the meat department see what there's <laughs> and, sl and slip oh oh well, I, you know what was so dumb is I I should have met, I was it was a new job and I'm like should I report this you know because it was Workman's at work calm. I did it yeah I thought well it's so stupid it's tennis again tennis elbow what am I you know gonna file do you OSHA. play tennis on the job I think that's what would be if I was HR I'd go I'm sorry Mr Woody uh oh man, did you just yes. while at work what were you doing playing tennis well you know I was getting entertained to entertain the people yeah I had to entertain the clients so. No, so I didn't, and because I thought it'll go away, whatever. And, and now, two years later, I'm still 
messing around with it. But uh, like I said, it's not debilitating by any Check means. That out. I just realized I have books on my bookshelf back there. You see this? Yeah, in the bottom left. Never on my bottom left. I've never I read books. those before. I have these books behind me. And this thing over here. I don't know what that is. That's a doll. Transformer or something? Yeah. Without a head, though. It's missing a head. I think the head's lodged in its body. I've never never played with that before. Yeah. Well, now you, you got something to do tonight, then. By the way, we should think about wrapping this up. It's pilot simulation training tonight here at the Woody household. Do you have a simulator or do you still use the refrigerator box? Um, we did well, or the garbage can. Yeah, the garbage can. Uh, and we put some wheels on it and we run it down the, the driveway. Do you use the hatch one for the ejection seat, or is that we don't eject, the, man? We we ride it into the ground. That's the, yeah, that's the. Oh, uh, kids don't play with ever, trash cans anymore. Yeah, huh? Kids don't play with trash cans anymore. Uh, did did you? Yes. Come on. I have a really funny trash can story, but I don't know if that's remember that one. I don't know. But it's really sad. Remember that one when the guy hit the trash? You were hitting the uh -uh. trash cans. Uh, uh, it's different. This is uh down there by you and the girl's house. The the prankster night that we did with your neighbor. He might be listening. That he'll put it together and go. Oh, you're the guy that did that. <laughs> okay. No, you have to share that another night. So I don't know if it's past this. I did a lot of bad stuff. I'm starting to recollect. I'm like, wow, what a you know. But did it hurt anybody? No, but it probably caused right. some damage and flood damage. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, maybe that maybe you shouldn't share that one. He had it coming. Which side? I think, had, I think the guy had, in the end. I think if you're looking at your place, it was to the right. Oh, the guy he, he was dating one of the girls that I lived there with. Uh, I don't know. Someone said he was a bad guy, and I just felt like it was my obligation to um all right. well, the there problems. you go. Didn't take much to get you to do awful things, huh? Yeah. I think there was an alcohol involved. I'm not sure. No, no. Did you drink in college? One time. Oh, okay. Right. That's the night I met you. I think it was Every... my freshman year. No. <laughs> you started on day one, and you didn't didn't stop drinking till the, the last. Actually, day it wasn't of my freshman year. I was a pretty serious student, and it was probably my junior year. You didn't go All to right. UCF for your freshman year, did you? No. Well, I did, but. It's a long story. Off campus. All right. Anyway, all right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. I don't know what we've done tonight. It's season four, episode one, and we're kicking off the YouTube season. Yeah. And uh, YouTube, I, I try to drop the episode on Sundays, but uh, subscribe, click the bell. As they say, bell doesn't do anything for us. All that does is alerts you, know, you it that just tells new them episodes. that there's yeah. another one coming up. Right. So it helps you re remember to listen to the episode um so please do that it, it, anything everywhere if you listen tell your friends spread the word help us out send us some questions I'll be stop happy begging. to stop begging stop begging okay Dave. we gotta act like we don't care <laughs> oh is that the trick yeah you, okay you. all right well do whatever then we don't care if you listen at all <laughs> i dare you to listen yeah as a matter of fact double dog dare you all right let's there get you go here. all right uh, I'm Dave. I'm Woody. You've been listening to yet another. We got to get another word besides titillating. Stimulating. Mm, 
It's going to be my job is to get some All synonyms right. for that are sound funny. Multiple. Where syllables. if there was only a place you could do that, huh? Yeah, you know, someone should write a book like that. The the the, the, the thesaurus. Yeah, synonyms. Make a book about synonyms. How do you say that? The thesaurus. Thesaurus. It's not that hard. Roger was his name. Is that a guy who wrote it? Yeah, I think it was R. R O. Anyhow. That's, that's the original guy who came up with it? I think so. Was we can talk about with, that next time. Is he friends with Socrates? Yes. All right, let's get out of here. Um, have a great night. Well, well, I guess we'll see you next time. See you, bye.